Good morning, Blog Talk listeners. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to the Legally Steel Show for this Saturday, April the 2nd. Man, we're moving fast. I remember just talking about the beginning of the year and talking about goal settings. And now we are on the beginning of the second quarter. And I hope you achieve those goals that we were talking about three months ago. Time is moving fast, but that is great. Um, everything is starting to improve. Well, I say everything, everything except the except the job, well, not the housing market. The job market is increasing. Uh, unemployment was down to 8.9%. So that's a good thing. And, of course, we all know once we get back to work, once people are working, the economy starts to flow again. It becomes current. Money is moving. People are buying. People are purchasing. And that keeps everything afloat. Well, of course, in speaking of money and talking about keeping things afloat, we are coming up on one of the biggest days for anyone who who has a tax issue or taxes or anything. We're coming up on tax day. That's April the 15th for all of you who may have forgotten. It's the same day every year. Last time, last year, and it'll be the same day next year unless the IRS changes it or you file for an extension. But April 15th is your day. So we've done a couple of shows in the in the past on taxes, uh, tax preparations, uh, including, you know, preparing all of your information, getting it ready to file for your taxes. And I know a bunch of people, a majority, I would say, of people who have already filed for their taxes, filed their 29, I mean, um, 2010 taxes and, and filled out the reports and all of that. But, of course, this show is not for you. This show is for the procrastinators, those who wait till the last minute. And let me tell you. Waiting to the last minute is never a good thing. You can always get yourself in trouble. So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk to you about a couple of things when it, as it pertains to taxes. We wanted to have some of the experts on um, as far as CPAs. But, of course, this is a very, very busy time of the year for our CPAs and accountants. They are busy getting all of the information together for their clients to make sure they can get their taxes filed. Um, I know a very good friend of mine who's a CPA, he has he has a, a ton of files on his desk. I stopped by his office the other day, has a ton of files on his desk already, and they're mainly from businesses and people who are not filing simple tax returns. And those simple tax returns are being your your 1040EZ and your 1040A, uh, with your Schedule A attached to it. Now, those that are filing the 1040, which is the more complicated form, and unless the colors have changed, the it's the blue form. Uh, the pink form is a 1040A, and the um, uh, green form is a 1040EZ. You only have three to file. Now, those of you who are filing your 1040, those are the ones that businesses file more complicated tax returns where you're looking at your itemized deductions, your standard deductions, and that's always a a big thing of what should you file. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about business taxes as well as personal taxes, um, but on your personal taxes, 
those of you who have a business, for instance, like myself, I'm filing the 1040. That's the that's the blue form. That's the more complicated form um, because I take off a lot of my business expenses. It's filed on the same report because mine is passed through taxation um, under my under my corporation, which is a has S corp filing status presently. Uh, and I file the 1040. So any income my business makes is or profits is reported on my personal tax return. Now, I have gotten some questions during the week from individuals about what are some of the things that should be filed or how should it be filed on their tax return. And, of course, I wanted to get those questions answered for you today, but I wanted our tax professionals to answer those questions for you, not me. I am not a tax professional. I've done taxes. I'm very familiar with taxes. But because the IRS tax code changes every year, you have to stay abreast on taxes. And that is what your, that is what your CPA and your accountants do. They stay abreast of the tax changes. Um, everything that you hear uh, that pertain to taxes, it has taxes, it has to be written into a code. And that code becomes the law. So I am not a professional at it. I do what I do. I'm a professional at what I do, but taxes is not one of them. So I am going to get those questions answered for you and have them posted on our blog this week before before tax season ends. And hopefully... Hopefully, I can probably re-air this show on Wednesdays. That's our goal, to re-show the, re-air the show on Wednesdays. But I may be able to, if I can get a tax professional on, if I can you know, coerce one to come on later in the evening, then I can have that live person on the air taking your questions and either answering the questions that you have. So we're going we're gonna to focus on that for this upcoming week. But today we're going to talk about your personal and your business taxes. I have a a couple of weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, we talked about insurance. And I know insurance is one of the boringest subjects that businesses want to talk about or individuals want to talk about. However, insurance is one of those things that you desperately need, desperately need for your business. And I say desperately because if something happens in that business, you're going to wish you had insurance. Uh, Otherwise, uh, all of this stuff ties in together. So if you have that information uh, or something that happens to your business and you're not properly protected, that can pull and weigh on your personal personal taxes or your, your personal liabilities, personal income, and that's something that you don't want. So... I'm going to have a gentleman on our guest this morning is Mr. Tom Hammond. Mr. Tom Hammond, he's the uh, EVP, Executive VP of Operations at Boat Insurance Agency. Boat, B-O-L-T, Insurance Agency is a national insurance carrier uh, providing insurances for small businesses and businesses alike. So we're going to have him on, and one of the things that we're going to be discussing is tax time and insurance and why this time of the year is very 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 important and and it presents 
a perfect opportunity for business owners to evaluate the small businesses. So uh, at about 20 past 20 past the hour, we're going to have Mr. Hammond on, and we're going to talk to him and ask him some questions about taxes and how they how they pertain to businesses and what are some of the things that you should be looking for as a small business. So even though we're talking small businesses today, and hopefully – I was I had another plan for this or next weekend, the ninth, the ninth of April. Um, my show is may, may be a little delayed. It may not. I am participating in a relay for life walk. Um, we're dealing with all the, those of you who are familiar with the relay for life and American Heart Association. Um, walking is healthy and relay for life. They do this every year, and they're raising money. And a good friend of mine in Tampa, she's the committee chair, and she will be putting on her event. So I'm going to go out and show my support and make my donations and have fun. So I'll be walking through the night, and I'll have to cut it off. I'll have to, it's, an, it's normally an 18-hour walk, but I'm going to have to cut it off so I can come in and do the show. Well, I'm telling you that because next weekend, which is the ninth again, we may bring on, may do one more show to capture the essence of that'll be the last weekend before tax filing. Yes, it'll be the last weekend because April the April the 15th is on a Friday. So next weekend will be the last weekend that we will do before tax time. And if I do not get the Get those individuals, those professionals on uh, by Wednesday of this coming week. Then I'll make sure that we can get them on by Saturday to take care of those last-minute questions that you have, last-minute concerns. Because I, I know through reading some of the questions, some of the big issues are are how some some things should be filed on your tax return as far as business losses and you know if you I know I can tell you from a personal experience that in in answering that question the one about business loss I you know I took out money and I invested it in my business and then my business went downhill or it closed up from a multi-level marketing standpoint well that was a business loss even though I took out money against my property and borrowed that money to put into the business, but once the business folded, that was considered a business loss, even though I had a loan because I had to pay that loan back. So that was a major business loss, and it went against my my business income and actually uh, went against my my personal income and reduced the amount of income that I made as far as my taxes were concerned. Uh, that year... Um, I also had a – I received an audit letter from the IRS. Now, that's not to scare you. The reason I received an audit letter is because I had such a substantial loss in my business, and basically the IRS just wanted me to justify or show them that it was indeed a business loss and that I was not trying to get over it. And it was very easy for me to show because I had all of my paperwork and we didn't have a problem. As long as you have your paperwork in order, do not be afraid of an audit. If your paperwork is right and it matches up with your tax return, you're going to be just fine. So that was 
the way it pertained to me. Um, I actually had a loss where my my reportable income was only about four thousand dollars out of about fifty thousand dollar income. So that's why it sent up a red flag because I lost about forty thousand dollars in business loss. So there are a number of ways you can do this, but and I know a lot of people do not want to go out and pay a lot of money for an, uh, for a tax attorney or for a CPA, but sometimes it's worth the money to save yourself the headache because, mind you, the IRS is a much bigger agency than you, the individual, and if you don't know how to explain something, then you can get yourself in trouble. I happened to be at the time I was well-versed well versed enough, I won't say well versed, I was versed enough with the IRS. So when I had my audit, I knew what I should say and what I shouldn't say. And I basically let all of my paperwork do the talking and that saved me uh, from any more scrutinization from the Internal Revenue Service. So definitely next weekend I am, I'm going to go ahead and push for getting having another show on for you, another tax show. Uh, as long as I can get those tax individuals here, I don't want to waste your time because, um, as as the show mantra says, you know, bottom line is we want to bring you issues that matter most to your wallet. And right now, most people, the only issue that's on their mind right now is making sure that tax return is filed properly and that they're not getting in trouble um, with Internal Revenue Service. So those are those are little things that that I say little things, but things that you are concerned about as as a taxpayer and want to make sure that you get those things covered. Now, one of the things that I am going to talk to you about before our guest calls in is some of the most overlooked tax deductions. Uh found a report from on on Kiplinger and it's the most overlooked tax deductions. It says here, here are the top 19 breaks that you shouldn't pass up. Now, deductions are, are I'll put it in the right word, are filings that, and, and they are deductions. They are reductions that you can use uh, throughout the year. Businesses or, or things that you've been doing in your business or the way you file your taxes that can be reduced that can reduce your tax load or your tax liability um, and a couple of them are number one is state sales tax normally if you file your tax return and you itemize your tax return uh, once you itemize you're going to list your state sales tax as a part of your itemized return which means if you if you do that, then you can carry that deduction the following year. Normally, unless something changes, it's a chance to write off a little bit of your state sales tax that from that burden of the previous year, you can write it off on your taxes. So for those of doing that's 2010 taxes, if you file for your, your taxes itemized in 2009, then you can take that deduction, that sales tax deduction, off of your tax return. I'm not sure what schedule it's on. It may be the Schedule A, but that's one. Another one is reinvestment dividends that you can also file a deduction on your taxes. And, of course, 
most of you know, your out-of-pocket charitable contributions, those that are uh, charities that you are donating. We talked a show on doing a car and donating your car to charity or to a charitable organization. Well, now is the time that when you've you've taken that or donated your car and they gave you a fair market value report, that's a charitable deduction. Out-of-pocket charity uh, charitable deductions are money that you will donate to churches, money that you donate to um, <clears throat> qualified 501c3 organizations. Um, this is money that that you can take off of your taxes, and the IRS will allow you to take so much. Um, these are things that you know you want to pay attention to. Also, student loan interest, student loan interest paid by mom and dad, students that are or parents that are that have children in college like myself and you are paying for their tuition and the student loan interest is something that you can take off your taxes as well because what will happen is the student loan entity will send you a 1099 INT form, interest form, and that files directly off of your or on your taxes on the proper schedule. Even job hunting costs. I mean, this year has been, you know, across the board nationwide has been really traumatic when it comes to individuals looking for job or, or the amount of jobs that have been lost. So a lot of people have been out looking. And as you go out looking, those that expense for looking for a job, you can take that off of your taxes. A certain amount, you know, like your food and lodging, uh, and search takes you away from your home overnight, cab fares, employment agency fees, cost of printing, resumes, business cards, postage stamps, uh, um, advertising. Well, you can take that off of your taxes. But remember, these are just some of the deductions. Now, once you actually file the paperwork, the paperwork will tell you what amount is allowed for you to take off of your taxes. So make sure you read the forms properly. And if your tax preparer are not familiar with some of these things. Now, remember, remember, when you go to have your taxes filed, a lot of people will go to places like Block, H&R Block or Jackson Hewitt to get their taxes filed. Some do their own through uh, TurboTax. I think that's an IRA, I mean, uh, um, an H&R Block uh, software application, and then there's Tax Act, Tax Cut, which of these software programs you can do it yourself. Now, some of these software programs, and, and I kind of you know venture out to say, are a little bit more in tune than some of your tax preparers. Because when you're dealing with a tax preparer, you're dealing with an individual. And if they're not familiar with all of the deductions or the tax breaks that exist, then you may be lacking on some. However, some of the software programs, and I'm not trying to cut anybody out of business. What I'm trying to do is um, make sure my audience is well-versed in what needs to happen for them because this is who we're talking to. This is who we're talking about, my audience, to make sure that they are well abreast of things that matter most to their wallet. So I want to bring you the information and keep you abreast. It's your money. You have to pay a tax repair normally. Um, 
if they are signing off on your document, some, you know, that's the way people make their money, some businesses out there. But if they're signing off on your document as a tax preparer, then you're paying them money. Well, if you're paying them money, then you want to make sure that they are filing uh, or taking off everything that matters on your tax return, all the deductions that are needed. You want to make sure that they cover this. So if you don't tell them this, if you don't tell them that you've been out job hunting for the last three months and you've gone from state to state, stayed in hotels, had to expense a lot of money, they don't know it. And sometimes they don't know to ask. They're depending on you to bring them the most updated information for them to do your tax return. So these are things that you want to make sure that you stay abreast of in, in dealing with your tax preparer. Well, it looks like we are we are about 20 past the hour, and our guest is is about ready to come on. As again, its name is Mr. Tom Hammond, and if I'm not mistaken, I think Tom is out of his agency is out of Connecticut. But Mr. Hammond, he's the executive VP, executive vice president of operations for Boat Insurance Agency. Um, Tom. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Good morning. Good morning. Glad to have you on. Um, before you came on, I was talking a little bit about taxes. And one of the things that I, I like to do for my audience or our mantra is we provide them with information that matter most to their wallet. <laughs> and that be yeah, that being uh, individuals or business businesses. Now, I wanted to bring you on. We I looked over some of the information you sent me, and if you would tell us a little bit about yourself and then Boat Insurance Agency, and then we're going to get into some of the meat of the discussion. All right, that sounds great. Well, I've been in the insurance industry over 20 years, and uh, Bolt Insurance Agency. It's, Bolt stands for Business Owners Liability Team. It's really a an agency that's been built around small businesses. And we really are out there. Uh, we've got the small business owners back. We're, we're looking for the best deals, the best coverage. Uh, some of the interesting things that we provide that other agencies don't right away is right on our website, boltinsurance.com, you can get quotes from multiple companies uh, just by putting a brief description of your business. And we give you immediate premium so you can compare and that's usually the best way to start to see if you're paying the right price for the right coverage okay okay that's good we actually did a show uh, about three weeks ago where we talked about insurance and why it was so needed and a lot of people and especially myself even it didn't dawn on me and I've been an entrepreneur for a long time because I guess I figured I didn't need it Right. And or I needed it, but sometimes as a business owner, we're concentrated on our business and not necessarily on ways of protecting our business. It's in the back of our minds, and we will think that well, once we file our status with the state, we we you know we become a corporation. Well, that's a level of protection. So, do I really need insurance? And oh, yeah. then yeah, and then you know during this show which is why I wanted to bring the show on. I was actually I'm working on a um on closing a contract with a major company for one of my books. And in the contract 
it had things like um uh liability insurance and you know um god what was the name of it you know the insurances I'm talking about. Tom. Help me out. Help <laughs> Business me out. owner's protection insurance? Business or? owner protection. Right. Liability and, and property insurance. That's probably. it. That's yep. it. So I, you know, when it was in the contract, I said, okay, maybe I need to, maybe I need to put this, you know, inquire into this because they wanted to make sure that I had this coverage in place before I got started. Right. So I didn't know where to go, and, and, and I'm speaking for a lot of business owners. We don't know where to turn. We know we need insurance, but we don't know how to shop for it. How would you suggest that a business owner start to look for insurance once they have their business set up? Right. It is a, it is a great question, and I think what we, we say at Bolt is everybody's insured. You're either buying insurance or you're self-insuring which means you have the risk. And if something happens, you're either going to pay for it yourself or you're going to have the coverage. Absolutely. So, um, and the, I think the other thing is a lot of people think, and rightly so, is I'm, I've got my head down and I'm going to start this business. But the time you need insurance is that first day that you start the business because that's when you're the least experienced and you can make mistakes. Even the best businesses do. So that's why the insurance is needed. But I think, um, you know, what I tell you, what I tell the people that I run into every day is um, it is complex. Business owners' protection has been very complex and very hard to get information on. But um, with the Internet and with the information that's being put out there now, we write articles every day. You can follow Bolt Insurance on Facebook. You can get articles uh, and have conversations with um, insurance specialists at Bolt Insurance. We have people right on the the phone. You could call us. We'll answer the call. You get a real life person in 20 seconds. And Good. we talk to over a thousand businesses a day about the coverages wow. they need. And uh, and I'll tell you, I think probably almost half of these are people that don't have insurance. And now they're finding out the same way you did as you mm-hmm. around. I have a job now that's going to require it, and I need to have this coverage. Absolutely, absolutely. So and and we also posted posting your your information on our blog because I be, I really believe in it and and in the fact that you're operating in all fifty states or you you're able to write insurance in all fifty states is that correct that is correct yep and this is and and, and it, it's one of the one of the things that I encourage business owners to to do those who are listening to the show. You may not think you need it. You may think that you're operating a you know a small operation where you may have one or two people and you don't really need insurance. But if you're dealing with other entities, like Tom is saying, and I found out, this company wants to make sure that their assets are protected, if you will. So they're going to make sure that my book, if I'm bringing, if they're bringing my book into their business, then they want to make sure that I have the proper insurances. So if something happens, they're not sued because any language, and I didn't think about it, but the language in my book, some of the language in there may be a tad bit offensive to some businesses. And if I decide or that business decides to bring a liable suit against me, then my I need to have that protection in place to make sure that I'm covered because this company is not going to assume that liability. And that is a great point. The uh, the other thing I like to say is even the best business, even if what you wrote was perfectly correct and you're getting 
sued with uh, from a lawsuit, mm-hmm. the insurance actually pays for your defense. Because Good. if you don't have the insurance, you're going to be paying a lawyer and you have to going to go to court. The, the insurance, even for the best businesses, every business can run into a lawsuit. So that's why the insurance is important. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Tom, listen, I, I, I saw one of your one of your press releases. And, of course, we're talking about taxes today. And your press release was, Tax Time presents the perfect opportunity for owners to evaluate their small business. If you would, go into that a little bit so, so, the, so the listening audience can have an opportunity to hear why it's so important to reevaluate your insurance is during tax time. Sure. I think um, the reason we put that press release out is I, don't, I think a lot of businesses don't even look at their insurance um, every year. So it's a good time to trigger it on top of, this is a time, and I was listening to the show earlier with the great advice, but this is a time where you've put all the information about your business together. So you have a very good up-to-date review in your hands, and that's why it's a good time to review coverages, deductibles, uh, and possibly risks that you've taken on. Maybe last year you didn't have any employees, and now you've grown, and you have two or three employees. And you have some insurance, but you don't have workers' comp that's required in the state. It's a time to actually kind of um, make an inventory of uh, the exposures that you have so that you can make sure that you're legally compliant, but also that you're saving and comparing uh, the coverages and making sure you're saving as much money as you can. Wow. So what are what are some of the things, in, in, in I guess in, in more detail, that you would suggest, me as a business owner, I'm looking at my tax return now. I have, I, you know, I have my long um, eight-foot table and all of my information, <laughs> all of my information laid out. What are some of the things that you suggest that I specifically go after to reassess or reevaluate? Well, to make sure that you're properly covered and you're paying uh, the right amount for that coverage, there's several things that you can do. One is, as we mentioned before, you can get comparative quotes. So it's a good time to just get some quotes and make sure that you've got the right coverage. But another thing is to compare the deductibles on your policy versus the size of your business. And deductibles are a great way, uh, when you have a loss, you pay the first amount of money. It may be 500 or $1,000. And the price difference between a $1,000 deductible and a $500 deductible could be well worth the the efforts to make that coverage right. So that's another area to look at to make sure that you're not overpaying insurance or that there aren't some options there that uh, would really make more sense for you now that you have a bigger size of business or more revenue coming in where you can save some money and take on a little more of the risk. And I, I would say the last thing is specifically for small business owners, there's a great way if you're not talking to the right agent, you should really ask about what's called a business owner's protection policy. And this is a customized policy for small businesses, and they've thrown in a lot of coverages so you don't have to go pay for uh, general liability and property and buy several other packages. What you have is a one-stop shop for a lot of coverages that can include things like will include liability and property, but also may include things like E&O exposure, which is 
um, maybe something a, a consultant would need because it's the advice they're giving and it's covering them for that, or a technology company would need. So okay. there are different types of policies you can get, and those business owner protection policies are typically priced a lot lower than putting all these other coverages together. Okay, okay. Now, you've said a lot of information. One of the things I want I want to touch on is uh, make sure people are checking. Make sure your business owners are checking. And this also bleeds over into your personal situation. If you have insurance out there, you should be checking every year uh, to see what's going on in the market. But for your business owners, I understand what Tom is saying when he's saying now is the time for you to keep, you know, stay abreast of what's going on and things do change. In your business, I know, um, and most business owners know, things do change. But if you don't, if you don't assess what you're doing on a regular basis, you can be paying more money than you need to pay. So I definitely understand that. Now, Tom, the other thing that you touched on, the last piece, um, t- say that, say that again. The last, the last item. Sure, it's the business owners policy or protection. It's called a BOP policy, B-O-P. And okay. It's, it's typically less expensive than a self-designed plan or other policies they may put together. It's a one large policy that covers a small business very well. Okay. So normally as in business, as in the business world, um, if you get a a policy that's that's protecting a lot of pieces, sometimes you can get a lot of discounts. Right. Because you have a lot in that policy. Exactly. And it what is important to make sure that they understand. I'm glad you brought that up because one of the other areas is to make sure that they're aware, if you have a business, of your smoke alarms and your fire sprinkler systems and uh, intrusion alert or security systems. Those types of things can give you big discounts on your policies in a business. Wow. Well, how is the – what is the market like? I had a gentleman on, I was telling you, a couple of weeks ago, and he was saying that – as far as insurance or business owner insurance now, that because I want to I want to make sure I put it right, but he said because the of the way the industry is now, um, there are companies out there that are really, you know, this whole economic downturn that we've experienced here in the U.S. has really caused for some people to actually drop policies, and that businesses are real aggressive and. There are some really good prices or price quotes out there on some of these insurances now. What do you say about that? Yeah, I think that's absolutely correct. I think um, there are some companies that have focused on small business and have been uh, looking at coverages and developing products for them. I mean, we mm-hmm. we write policies every day, and they can range from three hundred dollars to you know up to covering a huge business with multiple locations, ten, twelve thousand, but. The typical startup business, you can pay you know four or five hundred dollars and get complete coverage for your entire business for a year. That, wow, that is an excellent deal. <laughs> yeah, yes, it is. So, yeah, so, so for the business owners who are listening, um, I know when you hear that you have to have you know certain amount of coverage because in my case they're requiring a million dollars per occurrence. And so you hear a million dollars, and the first thing you think is, man, I can't afford I can't afford this insurance. But they are understanding insurance, it's weighing out the risk. 
the risk of what you're doing versus the the probability of you becoming sued or coming into some type of liable suit. So when you when when the insurance company weighs this out, then they can give you a price quote that's going to be for your business and it can really be beneficial to you. So don't think you can't afford it. Um you I put it like this, you can't afford not to have it if something happens. That is so, correct. So Tom, in 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 what you do, what are some of the what are some of the trends in change? I tell you what, before I do that, as far as taxes are concerned, how can can your business insurance or anything like that? How is that done on your taxes? Can can you write any of that stuff off on your business taxes? Well, if I understood taxes more, I I would give you some advice, but I definitely don't. I think you should take it to your tax professional for sure. Well, I know the premiums. I know the premiums can be because it's part of your business expense. Right, exactly. So definitely understand that. Yeah, and I think you were talking about this earlier, about if you had a loss and you weren't insured, then that's something you need to bring to your accountant because there may be a way to write some of the losses off. Uh, Absolutely. But it would never be... Um, as as it would never be as smart as if you would have had the insurance company pay them all off. You can recover some of the loss, but it'll never be as much as if you were fully covered. Oh, I'll you know, and I'll put it to I'll put it to the listening audience like this: um, driving your own personal car. If you don't have it insured, and you have a total loss on your vehicle, that's it. That's it for your vehicle. Because everything else comes out of pocket. Well, it pertains to your business the same way. If your business isn't insured and you have a suit against you, that can wipe out your personal life. Everything that you have, it can put your business in bankruptcy if you don't have the right protection. So having that protection in place is going to be a big plus for you and your business. Yeah, and, and just uh, to jump in on that, just financially it's terrible, right? But just as a distraction, to not have oh, yeah. someone to handle a lawsuit for you, is that'll just take your business down because you'll be totally distracted for months over what's going on. Tom, I had a situation years ago. I was a, I was a, uh, I was a car dealer, and I had a customer that decided to take me to court because she felt that she didn't get her she didn't get her tag for her vehicle fast enough. And what she didn't understand was she tried to take me to court for forgery out of all things. So that I forged documents and of course, you know, she had to sign a power of attorney when she bought a vehicle. Right. Where giving me authority to write her name, not sign her name, but write her name on different forms. So of course the judge knew this. But and, and and this 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 is going or testing to the whole distraction. The judge knew this. The judge knew that I was in the right. But because car dealers had such a negative, uh, um, uh, a negative name or a negative image, I had to go to court four times uh-huh. out of a month and a half of lost revenue that I'm losing because I can't sell cars while I'm sitting in a courtroom. That's exactly right. So understanding the distraction in what you're talking about, it took me away from my business four times, and these were prime selling days that I was away from my business. Had I had insurance at the time, 
I could have had stuff in place to protect me of that and not waste my time standing in a courtroom. Right. So yeah, when you I'm find with that, that's you know that's exactly the perfect situation. And the uh, even if you do have a total loss, if there was something there, for instance, a storefront or this loss of business, and the, that you would get paid for as your business is getting back on its feet, will just keep you, uh, you know, focused on making sure that you get your business back in order. There's a right. lot of great coverages there once you understand what it is. Absolutely. And, you know, again, this goes out to the business owner. And I, and let me say this. I didn't open up the lines. Um, give us a call. If you have any questions for Tom or myself, give us a call at area code 347-637-1008, uh, area code 347-637-1008, or you can always send us information in on the chat line that's open live now, and we have people there that are on the chat line taking your questions. So if you have a question, please give us a call, and we'll be more than happy to get that answered for you. Um, Tom, now, as far as, as far as boat insurance is concerned, how can people, and I'm going to put that information on our blog, but how can people get in touch with you or your office to have a conversation so, so they can have their needs assessed? Uh, it's very easy. You can either go online and start an interview and get some great information from different companies um, instantly in three or four minutes. That'll show you the prices for coverage. Or you can call us Monday through Friday. We're open from 8 to 9 Eastern time, and there's an uh, insurance license agent. So everyone at Bolt is licensed uh, across 50 states or on the phone. So wherever you call, you're going to get an expert uh, licensed agent. And they'll be able to help you through some of the choices and being able to explain your business and uh, at least explain the coverages available to your business once okay. they get a feel for it. And you'll be able to get something uh, right away, a quick turnaround and some good information. Well, Tom, I'm going to say one thing because I know I'm, 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 a, I'm a consummate salesperson, but, you know, salespeople hate being sold. I know yeah. you've heard that before. Yes. <laughs> when... When when individuals call or some of these business owners call, is there a lot of pressure to buy? Oh no, I think the uh, what we like to call ourselves is uh, proactive experts, and so mm -hmm. what we're trying to do is make sure that the first thing we do is to understand your business type, and then we would go out to the companies, get the coverages back, and then we we would walk you through um, specifically here are the options. And we have some great information and reports that we can send you via email. And it's up to you. You know, business insurance, it's a very important decision. It's not something that you need to do right away. If you do have a job, for instance, and you need a certificate of insurance right away, we can do that. But mm -hmm. we, we're in it for the long run. We, we definitely want uh, the relationship. And uh, when your renewal comes up, we're going to call you and tell you that uh, the renewal is coming, the prices have changed, we're looking at other options for you if that's the case or you're in a good place. So it's not a high-pressure situation. It's really what we're trying to do is provide the technology and the experts online and on the phone so that you can get your questions answered and finally understand uh, some of these coverages. So you truly are proactive. Right. That's good because it's about creating relationships and not just not just for the business. You and I both know that if we have a good relationship, we're going to continue to do business together. 
Exactly. And the and the fact that you guys doing renewal, you're initiating a call and you're looking for better prices and better coverages for your for your clients makes you a real favorable agency. So I'm telling my listening audience, please check out our blog. We're at bit.ly dot bit.ly slash capital L capital S capital S blog. Check out our blog, bit.ly bit.ly slash LSS blog. And you'll be able to see all of Bolt's information. Uh, I have Tom's picture there. Tom, I got your mug there. <laughs> and people will Don't be able let to that see- stop you. Give us a call in here. <laughs> <laughs> people will be able to see your information and get in touch with you. I have your contact information there as well. So I want to, I believe in promoting businesses, especially those people that take time out on a Saturday morning to give me a call in on the show. By the way, Tom, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Farmington, Connecticut. Farmington, Connecticut. Is it cold in Farmington, Connecticut? It was snowing yesterday, so it's uh, uh, we're hitting a heat wave of 50 today. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, um, I'm down in bright and sunny Tampa, Florida, oh, and that's it is beautiful. yeah, it is nice and warm here. Nice and warm. Well, Tom, look, I appreciate you taking the time on uh, this Saturday morning to give us a call, and hopefully, I'm going to open up this, you know, this invitation to you. Hopefully, I can have you back on the air again Absolutely. as we as we touch across the summer months, because um, we like to kind of do things like on a quarterly basis. But as we touch across the summer months, uh, when people need to look at some insurances again, I'd love to have you back on. That would be fantastic. We can update you on what's going on. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate it. Enjoy your weekend. You too. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, there you have it. Um, I wanted to have uh, Tom on as we talked about about insurances. Um, But we're going to delve back into taxes a little bit, a little bit more. I wanted to throw that piece in. And, of course, as I said, some of our professionals who were supposed to have been on today, uh, friends of the show, this is their busy weekend. This is their busy weekend. It's tax time. And I knew I was going to run into that, but it's not going to stop me. I'm still going to push and get you the information you need. And um, even if I have to rebroadcast that information or, or do another show, which would normally be done at on Wednesdays, Wednesday evenings at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So definitely tune in this Wednesday uh, for that information. I'm going to bring it to you because I want you to know. Now, while Tom was on the air, I got several questions, several questions on the chat line um, that I'm going to answer for you or attempt to answer. One was, can I prepare my own taxes, um, even that the IRS has mandated or changed its laws? Well, as I stated earlier, even though the IRS, the IRS is changing its laws and mandating different changes every year. That I said, once an act is done, it's written into the, the IRS tax code. Your taxes are your taxes. You don't have to have a professional file your taxes. These are your taxes. It is a summation of you for a 12-month period, from January 1st to December 31st of that year. It's your taxes. However... It's also your responsibility to stay abreast of all of the tax changes that are happening. So it's up to you. You can file your taxes. However, if you're doing anything above 1040EZ 
or your 1040A, and I say this uh, in, in the sense of if you're filing your 1040A and you have been filing it for years, a lot of this tax software is going to have the updated changes because they have to change they they have to change the software every year. So it's going to have the updated changes in in it. The one that I've used the most has been Tax Act. Um it's free, you can it's a free software program. Uh and you can all you can do it right there online. A lot of people say, "Well, I don't want to do it online." You know, you can do it online because they have 120 no, a 256-bit encryption. Now, 256 bits, that's 256 characters. That could be letters, numbers, combinations of both, combinations of all, anything. It would take almost, uh, it would take a hacker sometimes to break in to their encryption code. So it's it's safe. I have done it. I have not had a concern with it. You can also file it electronically to the feds for free. Not, not a problem. And you can print it out once you're done. You can also save the file um, as a PDF on your system. So you always have that. So I like Tax Act. And like I said, they keep it abreast. You can do it yourself. Now, some people get gun shy when it comes to doing their tax because what if I put the wrong information? Uh, what if I don't put this? What if I, what, what, what if, what if, what if? Let me tell you this. When I received my audit or had my audit with the IRS, I learned something that was very, very important. Nobody's, nobody's taxes are right. Okay, I hope you heard me. Nobody's individual tax return is correct. None. I don't care who you are, I don't, and I will dispute this and argue this with any CPA in your accountant. Because what I learned from the IRS themselves is this. The IRS allows, they have degrees of allowability. So if you don't put something or you miss something and you're not doing it from a from a, an illegal intent, uh, where you're trying to not put information, it's okay. You can always file an amended return, okay? The law is you have to file a tax return. The law that you have to pay what you owe, you have to file a tax return. That's when the IRS will come after you in another way, from a collection standpoint, if you don't pay what you owe. But you can't go to jail for not well unless you're fraudulently, fraudulently doing it, like tax evading. But you have to file your tax returns, okay? Now, there are certain things that if you miss things, it's okay. You can file an amended return. You can even go back. And if you missed something two years ago, you can file an amended return for that. All you have to do is work with the IRS. They're not trying to put you in jail. They're just trying to collect what's due to the government. Okay? So don't get all bent out of shape and be afraid of not doing your tax return because you're afraid that you may feel something in wrong or miss something. You can do your own tax return. Just be aware that there are changes that you have to adhere to if you do your own tax return. And that's why, you know, when you have that tax preparer, they sign off on it, which means they have some degree of liability for it because they actually completed the return. So if something is filled out wrong, it was up to the tax preparer to know the changes in the law 
and how to how they apply to your personal situation. Another question that I had was, can, I, can my friend still prepare my taxes if she is not a professional tax preparer? Yeah, absolutely. Anybody can prepare your taxes. You can do it. Your friend can do it. Your grandmother, uh, your CPA, your accountant. Now, let me add to that. I don't suggest allowing anybody to complete your tax return if they don't know what they are doing. If they are aware of what's going on and what they're doing and how to fill this information out properly, well, of course. But you shouldn't let anybody do it uh, because who's signing off on it? If, if your friend does your tax return, is your friend signing off on it? Now, you don't necessarily have to pay your friend unless, you know, I would suggest paying your friend. But if your friend says, no, you don't owe me anything, and they want to do your tax return, then why? Why? Is it just because you don't want to do it? There's a lot of help out there when it comes to doing your own taxes. A lot of help. You can contact the IRS. The IRS uh, annually gives classes, um, free classes. You can check with a lot of your local libraries because during this time of the year, there are some there are some firms that are actually giving people advice and helping them file their file their return. Also, your local news will put out any type of um, where it's is free tax preparation day. And normally, what they're doing is tax preparing for the 1040 easy, which is for single filers, mainly for single filers. Uh, with pretty much not a lot of not a lot of liability. Uh, to some return, which you know I've never filed an easy form, even when I you know wasn't married or any of that information. I always filed a 1040A or better, because as far as I'm concerned, and looking at the tax code, single people are the highest. They pay the highest in income tax than any other single or individual. Not speaking of businesses, but I'm talking about individual filers. So I think single filers pay the most money. So the 1040 Z, to me, it's an easy way for the IRS to collect the most money that they can collect. Uh, you might have some people argue with me, but if you're single and you're paying your taxes, you know exactly, exactly what I mean. So I, I, I see I'm getting reports that from the chat line, we have a lot of people keeping up and, um, I apologize for that. Of course, you can always send me information to our to our email that the show t h e s h o w at legally steal an info. And uh, if you have questions or concerns, we'll get those questions answered for you. I want to make sure you have the most up to date, the most relevant, real, real and reliable information uh, out there. So I'm going to make sure that. That information um, comes to you live and live and to the point on up to on a regular basis. So, um, I was hoping that we had our last guest call in, but I don't think that's going to happen. We are near the end of the show, and I am going to well. I have a question here. And this question says from our chat line, if I'm not sure of who to let file my taxes, who or what 
company, company would you suggest? I go to H&R Block, or I, no, I hear H&R Block doesn't have a bank. Okay. Um, let me speak to that just a second. I have a good friend who is a CPA, and he has been working with a firm that uh, filed taxes. Okay. H&R has its own bank. However, what they're what, the, what this person is referring to, or doesn't have a bank anymore, what the meaning is because of the rapid refund, those uh, refund anticipation loans, RALs, anticipation loan rapid refund. Wells Fargo um, decided to pull the that banking side, when it came to taxes, they said to pull it away from H&R Block. H&R Block sued them in court and lost. And basically, that's for the rapid refund. In other words, when you go into one of these tax firms, H&R Block, for instance, and you file your taxes, well, what was happening is, and, and let me you know make sure you understand what a, what a rapid refund loan, a rapid a refund anticipation loan is. It's a loan against your refund, your anticipated refund from the IRS, which means you're paying for that loan. So the the H&R Block and some of these other big guys were making money, Jackson Hewitt as well, but they make money on the loan. Even though they file your taxes and they've sent that information in electronically to the IRS, the IRS immediately lets them know, if your tax return is going to be good to go, which means you're going to get your refund, or there are problems with your tax returns, which means your refund may be held up. So what was happening was people would go in, and because uh, we live in such a rush, rush society, nobody wants to wait. Nobody wants to wait. I want my money now. I want my money the next day. I want my I file my taxes right now. I want my money tomorrow. Well, if you're paying $250, $300 for that loan, and basically what it is is the IRS will earmark that money and the bank or H&R Block, and I'm using Block, but I'm talking about all of them, uh, Jackson Hewitt as well. These people would give you a loan, okay, and they would go to this bank. I think it was Wells Fargo's bank. But they would go to Wells Fargo and they'd have so much money that they would – loan you money against your refund. So once your refund came, it would come to them. It was kind of like rebating buying a car. Once you sign off on that rebate, that rebate goes to the dealer. Dealer retains rebate. Well, block retain your loan. So they would gain um, your loan, and, and as soon as your loan came in, as soon as your, your refund came to them, then they've made that money. So you would only get, let's say your refund was $3,000. Well, you would get $2,700 from Block that next day. But they would keep the $3,000 when they can. So they actually lost their bank because I think the, the whole thing behind the suit was uh, there was a lot of people out there trying to get into in these banks to have them on board. Now, does that stop H&R Block from being able to file your taxes? No. They can still file your taxes. Also, 
I make the statement of people not wanting to wait. If you file your taxes and you on your tax return, I know tax and most of the software, you can actually have your refund check direct deposited into your banking account. Checking or savings, or you can have it split up. Some go into checking, some go into savings. If you file your taxes today, you will normally get your refund from the IRS within eight business days or eight days. So why pay a couple of $300 when you can get your refund in eight days? Because it'd be direct deposited into your check. So you don't have to necessarily go out and get a paper check. You don't have to wait for a paper check. They will deposit it directly into your account. So, yes, you can still go to H&R Block and get your taxes done. Uh, they, they're still doing taxes. It's just that they lost that refund, that, re, that refund anticipation loan ability to give you your refund in 48 hours or 24 hours. That's the thing behind that. So that's not a problem. You can still go there and get your taxes done. However, you don't have to get the refund anticipated loan. You go to H&R Block today and you file your taxes with them. You go ahead and pay them for doing your taxes, but then you can have your check direct deposit directly deposited into your checking or savings account. So that's not a problem. Um, well, I am going to hopefully have all of your questions answered, all that I saw that came over from the chat line. I am going to sign off for today. Uh, and again, I'm going to rebroadcast this show on Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock. Wednesday at 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And I'm going to get you that information on, plan on having some professionals on Wednesday night. So I'll be desperately making calls after the show is over today and Monday morning to see if I can have those live tax preparers on for you on Wednesday night. Always, always, it's real. I love doing this. I love bringing you information. And I love giving you, talking about issues that matter most to your wallet. Only on the Legally Steal Show, where we're bringing you the most real, relevant, and reliable information. Peace, enjoy your weekend, and I'll talk to you soon.